your coffee and I'll call your fuck knockers. Fuck knockers! <laughs> To the Coffee and Hardcore Podcast. This is season four, episode five, and I am Mick Cox in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and I am joined by the one and only Wiley Willis from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. And also Steven Scopa from the Boston Mass area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> ah. Here we are, fellas. This is a good show. We got uh, a special guest. Yeah. A what's this episode father, so called? Yeah, what's called, this episode called? It's yeah, called, what's this episode called? It's called Stay Focused, Tim Man, because Tim oh. Man of Focus is on the episode. Oh, yeah. Love the, it. Is it the, isn't he the godfather of spiritful hardcore? He is the godfather of spiritful hardcore. Tell me more. <laughs> Well, he will. He will (laughs) when we get to the interview part. No, it was great. It was great having. It was really great. Uh, I hadn't. I have not seen him in person. I guess you could say Zoom is in person, right? I have not seen him in person for 27 years. The last time I saw him was all the way in Long Beach, California. Won't get any more of that because we talk about it in the the thing. But yeah, yeah. One thing we didn't get into that I wanted to, but didn't want to get off track was. Tim Mann actually did a a song with us, a guest vocal for Two Minute Minor. He did, he was on the one inch. Right, the very the unique thing that you did. Yeah, the lathe Yeah, cut. it was his idea to do it for suicide prevention. Oh, wow. Because I, I didn't know that. At, That's awesome. Yes, yes, because as he was talking um, in this podcast, which you'll hear in a little bit, is he talks about his mental health stuff. And that's one big thing that was huge to him was suicide prevention. And so um, every single penny that we made, everything, not even just the the proceeds, but like everything went to suicide prevention. And that was Tim Man's ideas. So, yo, That's can awesome. we drop that song? It's 10 seconds long. It, well, we can. Yes. If it's, is it available out there somewhere digitally to where we can? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called Hope for the Day. It's That's right. Tim Mann. It is. We should play it. Let's play it right now. Here we go. There it was. And that's it. It's over. Oh, it's yeah. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was cool that our worlds collided as well, you know? Yeah. So that anyways, awesome. ca- yeah. carry on, carry on. No, I was going to say it was it's a great conversation. Not only do we do we have that, but we have the one and only Steven Scopa with this. So you know what that means. He's back, baby. He's back, he's, baby. He's back <laughs> and also we're going to talk hardcore. So cuz we have the encyclopedia of hardcore on the show, so we're going to talk about some hardcore records that we've been listening to and that we like, mixing it up a little different because once again, We've got a very special thing happening in the month of March. We have more than one guest mm. happening. And, <laughs> and, and, and do we do we want to say who's going to be on the next one, or should we save that? 
I feel like if we say it before it's recorded, it jinx it. That's yeah. right. That's what I was I was gonna say the same thing. So we should wait. So and we'll add some suspenseful moments, maybe a little bit of music. Dun, 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 dun. And oh, uh, you'll not have to my wait. music, not my mouth music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're gonna I, use your music. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say if it happens, which I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it will, it is a hardcore, another hardcore legend. Yes. Yeah, we've we've kind of went down this path for the last couple of weeks of hardcore legend, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing. I like it. Yeah. And- yeah, well, again, Tim Mant, yeah, a, a serious spirit-filled hardcore legend. Like, we're not right. even joking. Like, no, I love Focused. I still do. I still yeah. listen to oh, yeah. Focused. Bow well, all the time. Like, so does Steven. Steven loves. Oh, yeah. We all love Focused all yeah. the time. Like, yeah, I'm heavily influenced I, by him. Don't hate me, but I really like Hope That Lies Within a little more. I know you do. Mm-hmm. I, I dig that album quite a bit. I was going to say that. Well, yeah. It, it, but it, that's it, why it, we use the artwork from it for right. this episode. Yes. I love that record. So, yeah. I know. I know. It's okay. You can be wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That is a great record, too. I, I admit it. Like, I'm excited for Focus. I'm excited for their future, what they got coming up. I'm excited yeah. that we got Tim Mann to do this. Like, that's a big one, especially for us old school Christian kids. Like, right back in the nineties, like that, that's huge. You I mean, make your, you're a few years older than me. And so like, you know, my first corner of stone was 96 and, um, focus was just huge for me. That was like one of the first hardcore bands. I, you know, I grew up in one of those families where you could only listen to Christian music. So like right. in that time, like that was really big for me until, you know, until I found Descendants in 96, and then it all... <laughs> then it all, yeah. then it all went to hell. <laughs> yeah, then no, Wiley I, was hellbound. Uh, no, it was just, cool to realize some of those Steven. moments, because, like, <laughs> right. 90... Yeah, ni- 93 is when I saw them in Cornerstone. We talk a little bit about that, but yeah. It, yeah, Folk, And uh, Focus had a huge influence on, on mm-hmm. Zayo, so... Which is nuts big, to me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And it wasn't, and, and honestly, it wasn't so much the music. It was just the way they carried themselves, who they were. And they introduced us to the whole idea of really what hardcore was. Because like I said, we were from West Virginia. We didn't know anybody else. So honestly, meeting the guys in focus, being able to talk, hearing from them, they're from California. And, you know, back then there's no cell phones, right? Yeah, right. The only way to communicate is either letters or phone calls. Mm-hmm. So the interaction you have is really at big events like Cornerstone, Alterna Fest, all these other festivals where you would meet up. But because of them, you see the shirts that they're wearing. They're wearing Strife shirts. They're telling us, hey, this band Strife just put out this demo. You need to check it out. And then later on, you know, what one truth comes out and you're like, oh, dude, this is a killer record. So that opened the door for us to experience like other things so it was cool that's poor yeah. sheltered west virginia boys right <laughs> yo yo one thing one thing seriously someone asked me was how was it booking shows before the internet and how was it this was a serious question how was it driving to shows before uh basically i guess like gps apps right right, right. Even listen, before MapQuest, listen, though, no MapQuest shit out on, on listen post-it notes. No MapQuest, and I am I am one hundred percent no fib, no lie. The first Zayo tour where we crossed the country from from West Virginia all the way to California, 
we did it with a Randall McNally map that we bought from Big Lots that was the size of this notebook. And the notebook that I'm showing is a little 100 sheet, five by five by 5.75 inches by eight and 75, 8.75 inches, that small. So yeah, five you, by had eight. A, you had a full-time yeah. navigator. Exactly. They sat in the passenger seat, and they couldn't <laughs> fall asleep on tour. Nope, nope. That was and, their job. And, dude, it, like, <laughs> you had to, like, do things to make yourself stay awake, so you would listen to the dumbest stuff. You would flick the lights on and off. You would yell at stuff out the window, whatever you could do to stay awake, because if you're not, if you don't, you get lost or, you yeah. know, the driver might just fall asleep. As, right. Well, it was just as important as your navigator to stay awake. Right. Or you like, would forget to get gas before you drove into the state ooh. of Wyoming. <laughs> Which is like nothing. Right. I, I was the navigator during that time, and that was bad ooh. news. <laughs> yeah, but you still so, you still found your way though. Like I feel like sometimes people were, <laughs> even if you got lost, you, you had the map and you, you figured it out. You, oh, you, you know, called venues, you great. called venues a lot. Wait, left yeah. turn? Right, right turn what street was it like what street? I, we're here on the phone with venues like half the time oh gosh yeah um speaking of west virginia i hitchhiked through there when you i was did? in colorado coming back to chicago and let me tell you no one picks up someone looking like us no we were stranded there for four days dude let me ask you this question did you yeah. go through southern west virginia were you in the <sighs> southern part of the state I don't honestly. Or did I don't you cross remember. the northern part of the state? This was this because, was two thousand one. Okay, so honestly, if I I imagine you didn't cross through the southern part of the state because I, you would not be here with us. Oh, then I didn't. <laughs> so really that this, bad? Southern. Well, I'll put it to you this way: Have you ever heard of the Hatfield and McCoys? Yes. Okay, of that's course. southern. That's, so, that's southern West Virginia. Gotcha. Yeah, we would have been shot up like yes. Swiss cheese. Coal mines. And there's just in the last six years, I, there was a part of West Virginia that I went to, and it was like being in a third world country. No joke. Well, no, we did not. No lie. There. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's rough. So anyway, yeah. But we did have a guy in a U-Haul stop and say, no one's going to pick you up because some hitchhiker just a month ago killed two people, and it's all over the news. So good <laughs> right. luck. Good luck. It's not going to happen. We're like, we're like, what? <laughs> and finally, like, the two people I was with smoked cigarettes and they ran out of their cigarettes and they were getting ornery. And so I just had enough. I basically jumped in front of this VW um, bus, like going 50 and the dude slammed on his brakes and stopped. And he goes, Whoa, Whoa, what are you doing in the road? I'm like, dude, we need to get to Chicago. He goes, I'm actually going to a teacher conference in Chicago. Hop in. <laughs> and, and then he goes, we can drive all the way. If you guys know how to drive a stick. And I, I was like, I don't. And my buddy was like, Jeremy was like, I do. And he's like, cool. He's like, I'm just going to take a nap for a little bit. If you want to drive, dude, he like, <laughs> the dude the dude wakes up and he's like what the heck i thought you knew how to drive a stick he's like so did i <laughs> like grinding this dude's gears all up to crap but he learned oh, gosh he learned he got there he got there <laughs> anyways no one wants to hear about this let's get into this episode because it's a great one and we got a right. we got a song from a live song from spat also if i forgot oh, that's to say right that yeah, yeah yeah let's get into yeah. it all right steven Steven, good to have you back, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's good to be here. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Love you, too. 
All right. Hey, we have got a very special guest on the show today. By the way, I'm Mick. I got Wiley from all the way from Chicago with us on this on this episode. That's uh, right. But um, we got a special guest. I hope he doesn't get upset with me by calling him this. But we've got the godfather of Spirit Phil Hardcore with us, Tim Mann from Focused. It's an honor <laughs> to have you. you here, sir. Honor to have Thank you on you here. Very sir. much. It's funny. I was just listening to these guys two minutes before you did this, and uh, they were comparing: is it Christian hardcore or spirit-filled hardcore? And the guy says, "Oh, I think it's spirit-filled hardcore." So immediately, I typed in, "Hey, man, I coined that phrase." <laughs> you did. Yeah. Not many people know. Not many people know. Well, hey, they before- need to know. They need well, to before, know. <laughs> hold on. Before you guys start, I got to talk about coffee real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're okay. starting, but go ahead. Starting, go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I have to wait seasonal for Thanksgiving and Christmas because my favorite is Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. I'm a pumpkin freak. Ooh, he's a white Ooh. girl. <laughs> yeah. But, but let me tell you this. The wife and I eat beans that we buy called Jose's. You buy it at costco okay now costco only sells vanilla nut and dry roast but they have what's called the coffee road shows and you know when you guys go to costco you get free samples she has to go online she goes online to find out what store is doing the road show so sunday we drove all the way to burbank which is two and a half hours away from our house to buy 14 bags of beans. Wow. Ready for pumpkin spice, frosted oatmeal cookie, butterscotch toffee, and nutty doodle. Oh my God, I'd crap my pants. It's so so good. It's so good. No, I mean, I would literally crap my pants. It's not really (laughs) overpowering sweet like like a piece of candy. It just does that hate, you know, that hint of flavor. It's just, it's good coffee. It's great. But we buy, the guy was freaking out because he knows he gets a commission. He's all, lady, you're the best. We walked out of there with 14 bags. It lasts us us about eight months. Wow. That's crazy. He's also the godfather of flavored coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Mick. Let's let's jumpstart this. Let's get into this. So here's the thing. It's been, I, I, I added it up. I told Wiley right before we started. It's been 27 years since I was in the same room as you. It's been that long. Me? Yes. Long Beach, California. You put on a show at a church. Uh, it was It was uh, Bloodshed, Inner yeah. Me, yeah. Overcome, and then my band Zayo, Strong Arm, Shy Elude, and Focal Point showed up because they were recording, but I don't, I can't remember if they played or not. But you were the one that put on the show and stood in the crowd the entire time like everybody was playing. But wait, that show you're talking about actually focused in play, did they? It was Sandalwood, no. right? Yes, it was Sandalwood. Yep. Yeah. See, I listen, I just bought a ghetto blaster because I've got two milk crates full of de- of, of cassette tapes. <laughs> and I'm searching because I know there's a Sandalwood practice tape in there. We never oh, wow. got to record anything live. And wow. that band was spirit-filled metal. Yeah, it was good. 
It was you good. like Dead Guy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we 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 like Dead Guy. We we're well, they weren't even around back then, but that was our goal. That's awesome. So let's let's talk about Focus for a second. Like how I like some of us know the story about how, how Focus started, but some of our listeners doesn't. Like like how did how did Focus begin? Five guys went to the same church. One of our guitar players comes from the old straight edge scene. He played with No for an Answer, Half Off, and Straight Arm with John Coyle, who was a singer of Outspoken. So we kind of had that straight edge hardcore street cred. And we played our first show for 30 people in John's backyard. John's the one who came up with the name Focus. Okay. Then our very first show, because we were going to a local club in Long Beach called Toe Jam that would put on hardcore shows in one room and disco dancing in the other room. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we met the guys in Strife. Most of them were all still in high school. And they called us up a few weeks later, said, you guys want to play a show? So our very first show, we drove all the way to Chula Vista which is the border of San Diego and Mexico. And we played with Unbroken, Mean Season, Strife, and a band called Caged. So you've already got Strife and Mean Season and Unbroken. It was their first original singer. Wow. And we had just, we were playing our first demo, which a lot of people have never heard. We're hoping to put it out. Uh, it sounds nothing like focused, meaning like my vocals would be more like um, Kevin Seconds or Brad from Stalag 13. It was more of a singing kind of speaking, not a screaming. We played a lot of really old school riffs. And that night we covered Malfunction by Chromags for the first time. That was pretty awesome. Nice. But our second song. show was the very next night at a huge Christian rock festival in Irvine with the Crucified, Deliverance, Mortal. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, all It was like, it was good. Dude, like that's 30, nuts. 30 or 40. Yeah. Seriously. First night, a straight edge, secular, hardcore show. Second night, this big Christian festival. And I'll tell you what, I blew my voice out. Oh, no. Yeah, because I didn't really know how to sing back then from my gut, and I was using my vocal cords. And by the time Crucified played, I was doing an interview with this guy, and I was making my girlfriend talk for me because I couldn't say anything. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> then eventually I learned how to sing from my gut and not use my vocals. My vocal Yo, cords. Yo, real, real quick, I need to interject here. So, dude, a show like that is just bananas. That's crazy did you at that time did you like sit back and think like wow this is huge which one you know, what show the show with the crucified and with deliverance oh like for us it was like a dream come true to play with them yeah because dirk jeff baloo used to babysit dirk <laughs> our wow. no wow. joke wow. no joke jeff went to the That's same nuts. church dirk's dad was the pastor of the church They've known each other since they were just little kids. And, um, you know, when we first started, I'm not kidding you. When I started listening to Christian music, 
you know who I thought were cool? The Ultra Boys, one bad pig. Nice. Yes, one, one bad, bad pig. pig. <laughs> because there was nothing. And right. then someone turned us on to the Crucified demo, and I said, wait a minute. Yeah. There's actually guys out there that are playing heavy music. Yeah. yeah. Was that like the one that was more like punk rock before they went like crossover? No, they were already crossover by the time. Like, I got the demos from Dirk. But that show that we're talking about, this guy puts this on. He put chairs on the floor all the way to the front of the stage. And all of us are talking about when Scattered Few comes on, how the heck are we going to not pick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, check this out. We're playing in the middle of the day. No one's ever heard Christian hardcore before. We start playing, and the chairs start moving. <laughs> people, people wanted to dance, but the security came in and stopped it. Well, of course they the did. End of the, by the end of the night, Dirk and I and the rest of the band said, "Scattered views coming on before Crucified. All these chairs are going to be gone." Sure enough, we had the biggest pit when they played. <laughs> chairs yep. just everywhere, or did they actually take them down? No, we just shoved them over to the side. <laughs> and mind Hell you, we're, yeah. playing, we're playing on a basketball court. So to cover up the basketball court for the shoes, there are these huge puzzle pieces that cover oh, the floor. Yeah, I, me- I remember yeah. those. Yeah. Wow. So but, how long? How long was all that before you guys like got on tooth and nail? Like, what was that time frame? Um, okay, we would have recorded situation within which was our first demo okay and we started selling those at zed records and along with the other bands that were putting out demos like strife had just put out that demo outspoken had just put out their demo and i think what happened was matt our original bass player was the first one to leave jeff left second when he went to join the air force and we became uh, Al, who was original drummer, John, who was original guitar player and came up with the name, Mikey took over Jeff's spot, and Dirk took over Matt's spot, and that was the lineup for At Eternity's Gate okay. that just came out on Steadfast. Now, those right. songs are the, all the same songs on Tooth and Nail, so that's what got us signed. But Brandon Ebel worked for Frontline Records. He went to Frontline with Ush and Wish for Eden and said, you got to sign these guys. And that label was like, this music's lame. We'll never <laughs> sign it. You know, because we weren't Deliverance. We weren't a metal right. band. So Brandon got a hold of his grandfather, said, give me a bunch of money. I'm going to start a label. Yeah. And that was it. We got signed. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, because it it wasn't much longer that than that when I remember being at Cornerstone, and uh, you guys played the skate ramp. So you saw the impromptu stage show. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Okay. Tim Tim was just telling me that before the podcast, dude. I was just telling. So Jeff Fuetto, or Jeff Fuetto, Jeff Ballou tells us you got to go to Cornerstone. Now, mind you, this is the year that they didn't show up. This is the year that they supposedly broke up. Right. Okay. We drive. We're talking out about the crucified, with, right? Yes, crucified. Yeah. We drive out there with the demo that we had just recorded 
We couldn't mass produce it. We made a bunch of shirts and we had a ghetto blaster so that we could play the tape when kids would come up and go, <laughs> what do you guys sound like? We put the flyers everywhere. Um, I can't remember his name, but I think it was a singer of Crash Dog. Yeah. Because mind you, it rained every day. Like we slept in a tent and I woke up the next morning in a puddle. Are you, ta- are you talking about Spike? It was yeah. Spike. It was him. Yes. Yeah. So he says to us, after he listens to the demo, he says, look, if it's not raining, I'm going to give you guys the last slot of the day. Okay. Now, the only other hardcore band that's there is six feet deep. Yep. So everybody that's at this festival has no clue what this is. You know, these guys with short hair wearing shorts, they're not playing metal. Their music is kind of slow. And yeah, we, we played that stage. As a matter of fact, we were selling shirts in the merch booth and they came and said, you can't do this. Get out. You're not supposed to be doing this. Right. Oh yeah. Don't, Mike, didn't you, you had to give a cut back then too, right? Well, we weren't, even supposed to be, we weren't even supposed to be selling, but yeah, every time we did play, you had to give a cut. Yeah. It was Michael not that actually let us take part of his table to keep, cause we needed to sell the shirts to make it back home. Yeah. All we hey, did Ro- was drive straight to Cornerstone to play that. And I'll never forget waking up that morning in that tent. Kids were running by the tent screaming, they're not here. They're not going to play. <laughs> and if they were talking about the crucified. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, that six feet deep was Traxel in that at the time, Mick? No, he wasn't. No, no he wasn't in so it. No. Brian no. Gray wasn't playing bass either. No. Brian Gray wasn't in no. a band either. No, no. it's, it's, I actually have. <laughs> This is so crazy because that same year, Six Feet Deep played the, was it the new band showcase? I think they did. And oh, that was they actually, I actually have the cassette tape from, oh, from, wow. can you, from, can you hold I it up it afterwards? Yeah, here I got it wow. afterwards. That's crazy. And here's the we, funny thing, Tim. I, I don't know if it was me or Jesse bought one of the shirts. Uh, I think we got it there at the impromptu stage. I think we bought it right, <laughs> right then and there because those two moments are what cha- really changed us because we were like more of a going in that metal realm. And then we finally heard six feet deep in focus and we were like, well, what the heck? And then that everything. No way. Shifting. Yeah. Everything they influenced that, you guys. Oh yeah. That, that was like wow. the beginning, like that year. And then the very next year, I think that's when you. So what year was this? Oh, okay. Wait. I told what year was this? This this was 94, 94, 93. Yeah. 93. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wiley and I were just talking about this, about the explosion. Yeah. So um Strong Arm that year was called Ichthus. Yes. And I got their demo, and they were kind of a pop punk pop pop punk band. The next year that we go to Cornerstone, it was just us in six feet deep. And then all of a sudden, there's a handful of hardcore bands. Yep. The following year, there was more. I even remember uh, Bruce and help me out, the original singer of Living Sacrifice. Oh, um, help me out. Oh, I I didn't know that Bruce wasn't the original. No, he's got no. really long hair. He still does. Yeah, um, I, I lost. I can't think of his name. Uh, but but both those guys show up walking around Cornerstone wearing Snapcase t-shirts 
and they were gorilla, they were wearing hardcore band t-shirts, but they were playing a living sacrifice. Right. So it it literally it okay, like I was telling Wiley too, is earlier in Southern California, when we started, there was another explosion. Unashamed was next, outnumbered was next, center point. And what we did was we used to write spirit-filled hardcore on our shirts. So we actually started a scene in Southern California. And so when people will ask me about the whole spirit-filled hardcore thing, I'll say, look, Google it, because there are bands today that still use that term to describe their music. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's been 100%. going on generations now. So, well, Mick, let me, let me, hold on. Let me, did you just drop this on me on the podcast? Are you telling me that Focused and Six Feet Deep influenced Zayo? Yes, hugely. Wow. Like, because then it was right after that cornerstone that the connection between Mike from Six Feet Deep and Jesse happened, and we started uh-huh. hanging out. And so we would drive up to 12th and Middle, where they were all living, and we started all hanging out. And so we played a ton of shows in Ohio together. And so that connection happened. And then, you know, those guys still had connections with everybody out West, but they also were connecting with like strong arm from Florida. And so we just all started playing shows together. So it was just like a domino effect. Once we heard six feet deep in focus, everything started flowing together and it just influenced us to where it changed our style. Yeah. For us so, coming from West Virginia, there wasn't a whole yeah. lot of hardcore to get into. So well, what year did what year did you guys actually start? 93 is when we actually started. Yeah, Jesse okay. told me this story before. Yeah. And 93 is when we started. We went to we went to Cornerstone in 92 and hung out. And 93, when I was a senior in high school, we started playing in in our uh, our like writing songs in each other's basements and stuff like that. We we had played, I think we had played a like a couple youth group things. We went to Cornerstone, had that. And then in 94, we came back and we actually played the impromptu stage. Hey, Wiley, ask wow. him how they used to lug around their equipment. <laughs> ask him. Ask Did you hear what he said or do I really got to ask yeah, you? I know. Ask him. <laughs> ask him. So, uh, Mick, how did you uh, lug around your equipment? And a night, I, I believe it was an 88 uh honda civic uh station wagon <laughs> right what you told the story trailer. before on the podcast oh no the trailer that holy little, crap that yes mini, that mini you... trailer that you guys used to drag behind you he's told this right. story before though yeah. his dad got him the trailer right yeah it was the size of a box yes <laughs> we we got it tra- and it and it fell apart in oklahoma and and a a nice native american man bought it from us wow. yeah he told this story on season one i think yeah, and then we uh, we rented a U-Haul, and when they asked us where we were going, we said back to West Virginia, but we didn't explain that we were going to drive to California, then to <laughs> Seattle, then to Canada, and then back down, and then to West Virginia. But <laughs> so I, you know, <laughs> yeah, That's I forgot funny. about awesome. the trailer. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I guess my question is like, so the spirit-filled hardcore movement it started there in California you guys spread that into like cornerstone and it kind of took off. Like there's bands popping up everywhere. And then I, I because I told why I was going to ask you this, in my opinion, it is the greatest compilation of Christian hardcore bands <laughs> ever. And I'm Which talking one? about helpless amongst friends. Volume, volume one, one or two. volume one. 
And the reason why it's number one is because well, you like number two. I do like number two, but here's the reason why I like number one is 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 greater in my opinion, and okay. that is because the greatest spirit filled hardcore song that was ever written is on that album, and it's Rain Forever. Do you, you guys, like that? Yes, that to me, I remember. Wow. I remember the barn at Cornerstone. That's the first time you guys pulled that off. And I, at least for my ears, and I was blown away. And then yeah, when I, when I wrote the lyrics to rain, it was like, we, we thought about doing a new song. And then I wrote them and I said, dude, let's just add this onto it. Cause it's so powerful. Yeah. That, that was great. That was great. You know, number two, I don't know if you know about this, but because we did resolve all of the bands on number two are all Southern California hardcore yeah. bands that didn't get signed to Tooth and Nail. I'm the one who put that together and got no recognition from Tooth and Nail. Right. I got all I got all those bands to play on that that CD. But you know what? There were people pissed off at you because you only did Southern California bands. <laughs> no, that's what, that. yeah. No, that's what Brandon wanted. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, he wanted because he was saying, let's give a chance to all the bands that play with you that I'm not gonna sign. <laughs> you know, well, I guess that's like nice. Center point, center point were all kids. Right. Uh, up uphold, they were all kids, you know, but they're you know, they they just started playing, they were all influenced by us, but Brandon wasn't interested in signing them. Right. Because I remember being at in the tooth and nail office and talking with Brandon. I remember Jesse brought up, he goes, well, why wouldn't you ever give us a shot to be on helpless amongst friend volume two? And he totally put all the blame on you. He did. <laughs> he did, dude. He totally put all the blame on you. <laughs> look, that guy. Okay. Look, he, we, we were, we were roommates for a short period of time. And I think that's about the time we had our falling out because yeah. he was broke starting the label. And I worked a retail job, but had to pay half of the rent, which is the most rent I ever paid at the time, which was like a thousand bucks a month. Wow. And I wrote a, I wrote a Vespa scooter. I didn't even own a car. Back in the nineties, a thousand dollars a month. Hey, I would come home and he would be eating my food and I would get <laughs> so ticked off. Like, you know, and then I think part of it might've been when he found out that I sent my contract to an inter an entertainment lawyer and the guy told me boy did you get screwed <laughs> well everyone found that out years yeah. later that everyone who signed it to Tanil got screwed yeah yeah that's like common knowledge now you know it was always what i really wanted to see happen what i wish he would have done was take wish for eden and focus and starflyer and the money that he made from us push us you know what I mean? Make something happen for us. But right. Brandon wanted to grow that label. So he got a new band every month. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, the label he, he was, put, yeah. it was exploding because he wanted it, you know, but he didn't really start making money until MXPX. Right. So I was going to say, he put all of his money into MXPX and Supertones. Yeah. Those were his two big. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if you would have put money back into our, like, dude, I don't know if you know about this, but in our contract, we were supposed to do vinyl, seven inches. We were supposed to have a video. We never got any of that stuff. But, uh, hey, I used to be really bitter because before I was diagnosed, <laughs> before oh, I was diagnosed with my bipolar disorder, I mean, I used to be pretty hateful and angry. And then 
when, when I was diagnosed and I started taking meds and I, I mean, God really put it on my heart and, and I learned about forgiveness. Like I just posted this the other day on Facebook. I said, you know what? Forgiveness comes easy for me. I don't hold grudges. I'll get mad at you for a little bit, but I'd rather have love in my heart than hate. You know what I mean? I just, I, you know what I mean? I just don't. A funny story is I just bought a shirt from Hav, the Godhead shirt. Mm-hmm. Javier. And he sent, he sent me a pamphlet on Krishna and chanting. So I got on the phone with him and I said, hey, I want to know what Krishna thinks about forgiveness. Because Harley Flanagan and jo- John Joseph both claim to be Krishna. And no, they hate Harley's not Harley's not Krishna anymore. He's not. Okay. No, he hasn't been for a while. No. Okay. Well, so Hav got excited and he wants to do coffee sometime and we could talk about it. But I'm just, I'm interested in to know, like, you know, I mean, where's their stance on that, you know? Yeah. Well, by the way, we absolutely love Godhead. So do I. That's one of our favorite bands. I just saw him last week. I saw that. I posted, I saw you posted the live video and I said, lucky. Yeah. I wish I could be in California to see them. What's crazy is Paul and I were never close friends growing up. He was one of those South County kids that would come to shows and kind of with other friends kind of cause problems with like, if it was at a church, you know, and I'd have to confront him and say, dude, you know, these kids are just running around in circles. Don't trip them, you know, and we were, we didn't really know each other <laughs> when he played in um, 18 visions or when he played guitar. And I didn't really, I think, meet him or get to know him until gosh when new age did their uh anniversary show in garden grove mm. i think I started talking to him then yeah yeah they just but signed a new age yeah. they did you, you know i'm yeah. sure you knew that yeah yeah mike, um, mike was yeah. at the show i talked to him for a while yeah we had javier on the podcast and he's talked about that too like he said he used to be kind of a troublemaker growing up and uh I think he he's going to he's going to be our uh first repeater offender right there Mick we're having him yeah, on again. He's going to be back on again, yeah. Yeah, nice. we're excited. Cuz we had nice. them on when they were godhead and now they're back to godhead so Well, I'll tell you what, since I've known him now, the guy is a really good guy. Oh, you know? for sure, that's what everyone yeah. says, yeah. Yeah. He knows it. He'll say it that he used to talk a lot of smack back in the day. Oh yeah. He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just one of those guys, but there was a lot of hardcore kids in the scene that, you know, seriously early 90s like in between songs people used to yell at each other from aside the room like somebody would say scream out something like you know your mom's this and somebody else would scream something funny it was just an ongoing thing in the scene that people would do yeah nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing wrong with make it a little poking a little fun at your mom right. especially back yeah. then it was like that was like a big thing right like your mama jokes yeah they're yeah totally totally so, uh, so this focus got any plans for the future? What would you guys got anything going on? I may have saw, Ooh, I question. may have saw something the other day that might've told me something, but <laughs> don't look at me about, about a month ago. Um, Chad, who used to do furnace fest, he asked me three questions. Uh, when's the last time you played? How much do you want? And what's your future plans? The last time we played was with Demon Hunter in 2009. Uh, I said, fly us out. We'll play for free. And our future plans 
is to hopefully play with Godhead and Strife um, sometime next year, where it would be a special reunion for Focus, where every member that's ever played their parts oh, wow. would come and do three songs. So we would basically have every member of Focus except our original bass player and our original drummer. Hey, did Brian Gray ever play anything for you guys? He did not. Oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> He's played in every single Christian band. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, but, yeah, go ahead. I'm so, sorry. so what happened was two weeks ago, uh, some guy got in touch with me and he said, you're scheduled to play Friday night furnace fest. We'll play you 3,500 bucks. You want to do it. And we got really excited and we, we, you know, we, we, we told ourselves that we could do it, but like I was telling Wiley earlier that it, it would have been four of us practicing in California. And then the most dominating member of the band, Jason Parker, who played on bow, who still plays guitar, um, would be practicing and learning songs in Texas. So we were never going to be able to come together. And for me, I'm not Ozzy Osbourne. I'm not the greatest vocalist. And I rely. I don't think on, even Ozzy is right. Well, I rely on <laughs> just teasing. I rely on Mikey's uh, say, if he ends a lead after four, I know that that's my cue to come in. If Andrew was playing a song off of the hope that lies within, and he's playing rhythm, I know after the five count, that's my place to come in. So after the conversation I had with John, our original guitar player about playing, uh, immediately I got on the phone and I went through the set list. And the first song I started listening to was No One on Hope That Lies Within. And when you listen to it, the beginning, both guitars are playing two different parts. And I thought, if I'm practicing with four guys and John's only playing the rhythm and Jason's not there to play the leads, I'm going to have a hard time. And then, not to mention, John hasn't played guitar in years and he just picked it up in the last year. And we're going to practice without Jason. They're going to put us on stage and then all of a sudden we're going to play. <laughs> Jason is the dominant player. He could be playing the songs faster. John's trying to catch up. Dude, I don't want to have any hiccups. And the kid hey, that was hey, still Hey Tim, can I can I tell you what I did when I did the Blamed reunion? What up? That worked really well. So Jim Chafin was in California. We're all in Chicago. So Brian and I would go into his studio and he would hit play on the on his computer and we would hear everything playing. Brian would start playing the guitar. And so I could start doing the vocals and practice to the songs. Okay. That was an idea. We thought about that. But after talking with Jordan, who is the kid who plays bass at my church, who was going to fill in because Dirk, you know, he works for Zach Brown band. He's like, Oh, wow. Yeah. He's his right hand man. He's like his personal assistant. So he's always on tour. And he said, I'm not going to be able to play furnace fest. So, uh -oh. This kid from my church, Jordan, he's a metalcore kid. Um, he went to Furnace Fest last year and he said, look, even the opening bands were tight as hell, you know, and you don't, I just don't want to go up and, and stink. And I've always had this 
problem with my memory since I was a kid, even up to date. I take supplements now, but my my wife will tell me something three days ago, and then I'll go, no, you didn't. I forget that. And so many times I played shows and lost count when to come in or forgot lyrics. And because of my bipolar, it used to really get me down. I, I remember walking out of shows and just bawling and away from people because I would always wear a mask and make everybody think, you know, I was okay. And I remember just recently I made a comment on Facebook about forgetting my lyrics. And my friend Johnny Herrick, which is one of the kids from Arizona who is kind of like a tag-along friend with Overcome, and he made a comment like, well, it wouldn't be you if it didn't happen. You know, and it just, Focus used to practice one day a week. Flowers for June, the band I was in after Focus, practiced two, three times a week. Wait, and did you take that comment as a diss? No, no, because he 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 knew. Yeah, I, I, okay, boy, yes, both ways. You know what I mean? I knew people, I don't hear it, but I know as many times as it's happened to me, I know people said stuff, but it used to really, really affect me because I wasn't diagnosed then. I wasn't on meds and I would like bawl my eyes out. I would just cry. I think I, I, think I saw that video. Did your guitar player start singing the beginning or whatever? Start talking what? the beginning or is that a different song? I think I know what you're talking about online. Like you said, like, yo, I forgot the lyrics to the intro or is that something different oh yeah but well, you watch corner cornerstone 95 the intro i'm yeah I'm, tot- I'm totally coming in wrong yeah and did your guitar player take it over and, and fix it or something i thought no, he, I, I, oh i thought he did sorry I did. see when when we were when we were doing the demo and we recorded those songs we were always tight we practiced two days a week and i practiced a lot um when we recorded at Eternity's Gate, those four songs that got us signed to to uh, Tooth and Nail, and we did Bow, we practiced all the time. And I was, we would walk out of shows and go, "Damn, that was a great show!" Everybody would be stoked. But it seemed like after Bow came out, and I think because I've had problems with my memory since high school, but it just got worse. And, you know, like my my sister works for Shackley Vitamins and she sent me these supplements and I'm hoping that it helps. But it's it's really hard even on my wife. Like people will say things. And then I was going to tell you this before we started. If we talk about timelines and dates, the rest of the band that listens to this is going to go, Tim, you screwed up again. <laughs> I'm terrible. I nothing about timelines and dates. It's just my memory's just been bad like that. And I blame it because before I was straight edge and before I was a Christian, I was a dope fiend growing up. You know, I was a cocaine head in high school. Shit, son, for real? Yeah, dude, I had a bad drug problem. My parents kicked me out of the house, moved to Colorado. Wow. Had no way to get drugs. I had no way to get drugs anymore, but I was still a criminal. I got locked up in jail. Uh, I gave my life to God in the jail cell. And uh, that's amazing. Went straight edge when I moved back to California. And, you know, God doesn't change your life 
right when you, you know, ask him to come into your life. It just right. doesn't like that. But slowly but surely, like I think the next couple of weeks, my mouth cleaned up, the cigarettes were gone, and I can remember going to church, Bible study, and running back home, sharing Bible scriptures with my dad. Look what I learned today. Look what I learned today. You know, that fire that I had going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man. I'll tell you. Well, that gives us that's we're at our five minute mark right now. Like we got five minutes left. Is there anything you wanted to wrap up with, Mick? Or no, I was just gonna ask if you if there's anything that you wanted to promote, anything that you wanted to push. Yeah, I do. Um Flowers for June was the, the we we started at 96, right when the band broke focus broke up. And that was with Neil, who played in Stavesacre for a while, a couple guys from Center Point. And the girl that I sang with was actually Miss California, Miss USA runner-up fourth, won the swimsuit competition, and Miss USA California. She has a beautiful voice. We were not a hardcore band. And when you listen to the lyrics, I still am flabbergasted that I wrote those songs because they're not hardcore songs. Uh, That's coming out on vinyl. And then the the other thing that's happening, uh, it's being kind of rewritten right now, but in 2000, Dirk, Mikey, myself, and Jason, and the drummer of Centerpoint recorded four brand new focus songs that were recorded on a demo that never came out. We recorded this demo in 2000. Um, Right now, what we've done is he's taken out a bunch of parts out of the song, shortened them up, We've got one song that's going to blow people away because it's not a focus song. It's completely old school youth core. Nice. Oh, wow. And we've decided to record No Spiritual Surrender. So we'll have four new songs coming out. And what we're trying to do is we have to record our parts all in different states. And we know about I'm that, hoping- huh, Mick? <laughs> that's right. We do know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping... I'm hoping after talking to Wiley about this earlier that I can talk either Matt Traxler or Bill Rocks to put it out so that I can get it in stores. Yo, hit up Matt first. Come on. He's part of the family. Matt's got good distro. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can always get distro through Rev. Yeah. You can buy the focus record through the Rev catalog. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hit up Matt, man. Yeah, I, I I would really hope that Matt can do it. Plus, Matt's one of the coolest dudes ever. Yes, he is. We're actually yes. he's scheduled to be on the podcast in the spring, summer. Awesome. We're excited. Summer yeah. into summer. summer. Yeah, into summer. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Let me say this real quick. We don't know who started first, but six feet deep and focus were the very first hardcore bands. Like I was spirit filled hardcore bands. Like I was telling Wiley earlier, Brandon Ebel, we had to school him. We had to educate him what hardcore was. Just just to clarify for the listeners, he met Spiritville Hardcore, not the first hardcore bands. Right, Spiritville yes. Hardcore. Because, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I did. Don't send hate mail to us. <laughs> our second show, that show we played with Crucified, I did a zine. The kid asked me, what do you consider your music to sound like? It came to my head. I said spirit-filled hardcore, and it blew up. Yeah, like when I did that last podcast with As, As the Story Grows, 
I told Great podcast, guy, by the way. I told the guy I coined that phrase. People wrote on our Facebook page, what the heck? Are you, you came up with that? And I was all, yeah, I'm not trying to have a big head. You know, I'm not the right. rock star, but, but yeah, I did. I was the one that came up with it. You heard it here, folks. Tim Mann came up with Spiritfield Hardcore. He is the godfather of Spiritfield Hardcore, and we are out of time. So, Tim, thank you for being on the podcast. Yes. Look at that. Strike Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> hey, right. what, 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 uh, what focus song do you want us to uh, outro out this episode with? We'll play it for you. We'll play it for, the, for everybody. Perfect Will is probably my favorite song. Perfect Will. Let's do it, Mick. Drop that right now. Boom. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me, guys.
that time of the show we get to review some music some hardcore um, some some crazy stuff so i'm gonna go first and um, i'm gonna bring some united kingdom crossover thrash um pest control so they released uh their first full length on february 10th 2023 it's uh don't test the pest yes Yes. Uh dude, this thing rips. Like, I don't even I don't know. It rips. Like, if you don't, if you haven't heard this, you get to hear it now. So um, it's wild, it's tight in the same time. Um, if I had to explain it, I'll use some new bands. Uh, if you took gel and big cheese and put them and they and they had a baby, that that's what you would get. <laughs> like it, it's dude, it's it's crazy. Dripping with grooves, chugging endlessly with riffs. Um, it's 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 amazing. I, I just I love the artwork too. So artwork's album, amazing. Let's yes, talk about the artwork for a minute, <laughs> right? Killer. The al- the album artwork has a bunch of bugs ripping apart yes. a person. I mean, it's so good. Yeah, it's like it's super old gnarly. school too. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, it's just it's a it's a great album. I love all the songs. Um, I think my my favorite song. Did it come out this year? Did you already say that? Yeah, it just just came out in February. So yeah, okay. Um, the tenth, but I don't. Know, it's dude. It's it's like straight chaos and beauty, all mixed. Super thrashy, um, old school. I love it. Um, I love it from front to back. I think um, "Masquerade Party" is the song that I'm gonna share. Um, but I, I like struck down. I think struck down is probably my favorite, but masquerade party I would share because it's the hook that got me and it's going to mm. hook you. Let's um, do it. It's a, yeah, it's a minute and 39 seconds of straight thrash chaos. So play the whole um, song. They should listen yeah. to this, Mick. I play all the whole songs all the time. Play all the whole songs all the time. I will yeah. <laughs> play, play the whole song right now. So drop that shite.
what, 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 face melt, dude. <laughs> dude, what a pick. When you sent this originally, like when it came out last month, it blew my mind. Yeah. And, and, and you, you send us lots of stuff. I've said this on the podcast before. Right. You send us an abundance of hardcore green crossover <laughs> and metal uh, hardcore stuff. And so I have to choose wisely. And this <laughs> album cover grabbed my attention so much that I like started listening to it. I was like three songs in. I texted you immediately and said, wow, this is actually really, really fantastic. Mm. And I was working and I listened to that album three times on repeat. It was so good. What Man. a pick. Yeah. Great wow. pick. Great pick. Avery and <laughs> And just because of the bugs and everything and the sound, right. it makes me want to go back and watch like old horror movies about giant bugs like them yeah. and the deadly mantis. And what's the, there's one with giant, there's one even with the giant fly. Grass, yeah. The right. Fly, right. The giant grasshopper movie, even the one with the giant yeah. rabbits, the night of the lepus, like Whoa, all what? of those. Yeah. Back up a giant yeah. rabbit. There's a giant <laughs> rabbit movie called the wow. night of the lepus. It's in black and white, but I it's seriously, that. it's, it, it's just the feel, the look of the album cover. And then just, it just has that whole like throwback to fifties, like horror. And then you've got this scary, crazy hardcore. It, it, it is it's <laughs> crossover, thrash, yeah, hardcore, it's, all that. It's awesome. So it's like yeah. a fifties horror, but done in like eighties kind of drawing style. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, anthrax could have released it or something back in the yep. day yes yep. if they were a little bit more weird yeah i feel like they should dress up as grasshoppers or mantises when they play yeah like the like, locusts yeah. did yes okay. exactly i sent you that photo <laughs> yes and like like eat, eat their fans or something at the show something Whoa. <laughs> yes <laughs> i think i gotta say though like honestly the guitars take like a, a ton of the um attraction from your ears but the the drummer's like really good yeah. in the band too um, so I definitely like tone into that because he's he's got he's got things. Vocals going. are, yeah, she over the moon. It. They're so good. Yeah. yeah, she kills it. It's so it's good. good stuff. Mick, what yeah. you got for us? All right, so I also have a UK band, a UK band by the name of Morning. And they just dropped their album Disenlightenment back in well, November. And tell the listeners morning as in sorrow, not sorrow, not like it's morning, like the not, sun's rising. Yeah. Not 6 a.m. No, no, like morning as in, hey. I'm sad. I'm, I'm sad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yo, you I'm won't sad. be sad once you listen. I'm just kidding. That was a horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> no, I liked life. it. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> But no, you'll like, be sad if you buy this car today. I could see right. you in a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, um, after listening to Pest Control, I kind of dug around and was looking at some other UK bands and, and checking them out. And I came across this album. And one of the things that stood out to me was the album cover. It looks like almost like an old school renaissance tapestry where everything has gone wrong that could go wrong like buildings on fire birds coming down to eat people like whoa you gotta send that like, to me it's pretty it's pretty wicked and um i was like okay so if the album cover looks like this what does this band sound like and i tell you it's almost like um 
not so much thrash metal, but more like if if you took a death metal band and threw it up against an old school like 90s hardcore band and slammed them together and then out of it came a mixture of thrash death metal and 90s hardcore that's what these guys would be and it's completely like controlled chaos like it's almost like it gets to a fever point that just wants to explode and then every once in a while it kind of leeches out and then you get a song like no future decree non-future decree and it's like that's it like the chaos has finally hit and it's it's heavy it it the guitars remind me of and and i'm completely drawing a blank of uh the band that i want to say and that's so horrible <laughs> but it's ah it's making me angry but um it totally has it, it's not earth crisis but it totally has this tone of just rip your face off and like a a an late 80s early 90s thrash guitar kind of tone but it's not the thrash uh rhythm it's just this heavy nasty gnarly tone and then you get this uh vocalist that's just screaming their guts out and dude, i want to hear this now putting it all on the table yeah dude <laughs> it, you you got to you got to check it out but I, the, well, the i'm about to you're gonna play it right <laughs> i am I'm, go- I'm gonna play this one it's uh non-future decree is the name of the song and we're gonna play it right oh, yeah now
Wow. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like chainsaws <laughs> fighting the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's like I I don't even know how to. It's just really, really, really good. And I really dig it. Like, um, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff coming out of the UK right now in the hardcore. Yeah, there is. Like yeah, I'm, there is. I'm good for blown. you, UK. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. Like, I'm even scrolling through my album list that I have that a lot of it that um Steven has sent me, but a lot of it's UK bands right now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think um I think that band played with contention. I think that I yeah. came across them somehow that way, but yeah, but they're kind of a similar uh type of band. And there's another one, um Temple Guard. I've kind yes. of been into them a little bit lately. Yeah. And they they're very similar. <laughs> uh there's some great stuff coming out of there, man. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, UK's got some mean stuff, like stuff that makes you want to yeah. just like just really crowd kick right. people. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> so, so Wiley, what you got, what you got for this month? Yo, I got Milwaukee's big laugh. Oh, okay. The record is consume me. It's 10 tracks. It's 19 minutes. And it came out last month, February, 2023 on revelation records. Um, but you know, Leo, my workmate, plays bass on this record, so I feel like the last couple episodes have been very Leo-friendly. It has been. Just and has props, been. Props to Leo for sending me that organism cassette tape because it's the bomb. And I love yeah, I told him. I told him all the kind words you said about it. He really appreciated it. I but, know, I just, uh, yo, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. go ahead. I'll, it, it, it needs to play later after you. You, what I had to say goes with what you're saying, but later on. So go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, yo, <laughs> let's start this one with my favorite track is Square One. So let's drop that real quick for everyone. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that track? It's good. 
It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> this band's awesome. They're, they're great. I love I love the first release, and this one just tops it off. Oh yeah, yeah. This album to me is blistering. Like I know yeah. Leo plays bass on it, like we said. So I'm I guess I'm biased, but the bass does rip. Like it yes. is amazing. The guitar rhythms are so catchy and crazy good. I'm a huge fan of the gritty vocals. Also very powerful and in your face. And Rev Records definitely picked a winner with this one. Yep. And I don't know if you've noticed, but they've seen, they seem to have been signing everyone and their stepbrothers bands like recently. Like <laughs> right. they're just like, they're like trying to find like the new it bands. But I think they won with this one because yeah. I think they actually found a band that hits hard and is going to do them really well. Um, I don't know, man. I have to say this, this is most definitely a win for, for Rev and for the listeners. I would say 10 out of 10 cups of Mo freaking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to dad edit that Mo freaking dad edits. <laughs> well, Anyways, I was back no, to you, I, Mick and Steven. <laughs> I was just going to say the, what you already said is, and, and maybe I'm a little biased because he sent me a cassette tape, but his bass playing on this album, Leo's bass playing is really, really good. I love his bass tone. I love the bass tone on the last album, which I think he played bass on that one too, right? Yeah. Leo did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, He's that a was founding the, member. Yeah. That was a big, big deal to me. I was like, man, this, this bass tone is nasty, gnarly. And I love it. I love the, I love, love the riffs that's coming out. So yeah, definite win. Yo, big, Speaking of Leo, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, I just, I was gonna say, I think it's a win for both, not just Rev, um, the record company, but the band too, because you know, yeah, it's a great, sure. great signing, and I think it's you know, they got a ton more to come, so for sure, yeah, for just sure, the beginning. But to segue us out of this, let's say Leo is in uh, another band, right? He's yeah. in a band called Spat with the old vocalist of what's your damage, the band that I used to play drums in mm-hmm. and Quinn sang in. So anyways, this is Quinn on vocals and it is Leo on guitar now. And I actually got to go to one of their shows, which is crazy. They played literally across the street from my work. Like we had to cross the street and we were, <laughs> and we were at the venue and it's this place called brick top, right? And this is a yeah. crazy story. This is the first time I use Coffee and Hardcore Podcast to get into a show for free. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a street cred. It's a $15 show. And I told Leo, I was like, yo, let him know. We're going to do an interview, like a short interview with you, like a blurb, you know, and we're going to record a song. And we're part of the Coffee and Hardcore Podcast. And he's like, okay, we'll do so I text him. I'm like, yo, we good? He's like, yep. They said you're good to get in for free. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. so anyways, so Cody and I, we usually take a dinner break and we usually go to the store and get some food. So we're like, yo, we'll skip it. We'll go to the show. You know, their set's 10 minutes long and it's right across the street. Right. So we're like, and you know, Chicago traffic's nuts. So we're like running across the street, not to get hit by cars because it's a Western and Cody's wearing steel toe boots. And I guess a week before this, he had dropped like a huge cylinder thing on his boot and kind of crushed it. Well, he was running and it caught his toenail when he was running on the crushed part of the steel toe boot and ripped oh. it off. Oh. And, and he's like kind of oh. like limp running across yeah. the street. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, 
I don't know, but the inside of my boots wet. Oh, and I was like, what? So, <laughs> so we're at the show for probably a max, a maximum 20 minutes. I think it was like 10 minutes before they started. I had enough time to drink two seltzer waters and that's, that's how long we were there. And he's like, yeah, my boot's still wet. I'm pretty sure it's either bleeding or something's going on in there. I'm like, oh man, that's nuts. So we get back to the shop after they play and he takes off his boot. His whole sock is just covered in blood. Oh, covered <laughs> blood. <laughs> so anyways, Cody sacrificed his body to get this track for Coffee and Hardcore. It's a live track here in Chicago, live at Bricktown. Let's play it. It's Spat. Right. I'm Quinn from Spat. This song is called Live For Us, live at Bricktown in Chicago, That's great to wake up or even in the afternoon or evening. It's that good. I'm telling you, this is a great way for you to support me in my two plus year battle with cancer. I'm so happy to be doing this with Oak and Crow. So if you could take the time out and check it out, I'd be so grateful. Listen, the guys are waiting for me to get downstairs and rehearse, but I just wanted to send my love and respect and invite you to try Eddie Leeway's Morning Blend. Thank you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is the Caffeine Hardcore outro. We are so thrilled that you stayed with us, and we want you to know that we would love your continuous support. So if you want to go on Spotify and like us and love us and cherish us for your whole lifetime, please do so. We do not accept diamonds as payment. We accept <laughs> likes and comments. If you would also like to go to our Patreon and give us coffee money, we would really appreciate it because we love hardcore and we love coffee. So welcome, my- 
to the Coffee and Hardcore Podcast outro. All right, if you're still there, you guys are awesome. All right, like you are the people that we love the most. If you're still there, dude, we don't we don't have a Patreon. Oh, we don't. Oh. No. We do yeah, now. We, we do now. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hello. If you would like to make us a Patreon so we can get coffee money, please call us now at 995-217-3444456. Back to you, Mick. I feel like we're on we're like on NPR or something. <laughs> Up next on NPR, we have dog sweaters. <laughs> if you would make a one-time donation of nineteen ninety-five, if you would like to make a donation of ninety-five ninety-five, we'll send it back. You can you can get the full DVD set of Swing Dancing from the Fifties right. with uh, Alice what? Parker. What's really bad is I listen to NPR radio on the way to work. Why is that bad? That's not bad. Oh, What's not. bad is this outro. What am I doing? No, I don't know. <laughs> the listeners Yo, we got a some... long time ago. Yeah, it's right. okay, though. <laughs> we got some cool stuff coming up. Maybe it can bleep out the mother effers thing because I got chilled, a, ch- a child. Oh, I don't yeah, care. I By the time he listens to this, he'll be old enough, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah bleep it out. Go ahead and bleep yeah. it out. Go I said some. I said something bad on the last episode, and I didn't bleep it out. Yeah, we'll go ahead and bleep it out. Yeah, all right, we'll bleep cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut <laughs> that. <laughs> oh gosh. So we are copying hardcore. This is our outro, believe it or not. Yeah, we done. And uh, <laughs> and we got some cool things coming up for real. We got we do. um some hardcore legends. We do. We got yes. some coffee chatting coming up uh, next uh, month. Yes. At the end of the month. At the end of the month. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. We hope you're liking this two episode thing where yeah. we shortened it and it's not three hours long. Yeah. Yep. We hope you like Bo Stevens. Uh, we're renting one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you got any hardcore jams or any hardcore coffee, no. Any hardcore jams or any coffee? Please uh, contact us, and we'll try to set up how we can listen or taste. Yes, yep. your we'll taste your hardcore and listen to your coffee. Yeah, that sounds all <laughs> right. Yeah. If you have if you have vinyl records or merch, you can always send it to us too. We'll, we'll we can, taste we can it. Try that for we'll, you too. Yeah, we'll taste. We'll try it, it out. <laughs> try it out. Scratch and sniff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and honestly, though, if you want to get a hold of us, the best way to get a hold of us, if you're a band or a coffee shop, is through Instagram. Message us there because that seems to be the one that we pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> Good way of saying if if you don't have Instagram though, if you don't have Instagram, give them the email. Oh yeah, we do have an email, don't we? Yeah, we never check it. <laughs> Start an Instagram and get a hold of us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. No, it's coffee and hardcore at gmail.com. That's easy enough. So but we'll never yeah. check it. Yeah. Well, so, no. So- I at least I, I at least have to check it every two weeks because I send the podcast through that. So oh, to okay. you all to check out. So yeah. Hit us up there. You can hit us check up there. Every two I'll weeks. Check it. Every two yep. weeks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't be discouraged if you don't get an answer right back. <laughs> cool. All I gotta say to end this is let's go Red Wings. They're winning right now. And let's go Bruins tonight. Oh yeah. And by tonight, he means two weeks. 
<laughs> ago, <laughs> two weeks ago. But still, go Red Wings and Bruins. That's who we're rooting for this year as a podcast. That's right. Right? right? Yes. Yep. I would I say mean, that's who, that's who I am. So yeah, we're yeah. we're I've I've already been you've you've come to the conclusion that I, that's who you're okay. Yeah, because the duck sucks. So they approved, <laughs> approved. <laughs> Steven, do you All approve right. him for the Bruins? I, I approve it. All I right, approve him you. for the Red Wings, so you're All approved. Right, thank you. I'm in. <laughs> like you need our <laughs> approval. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, right. uh, it's good to see your smiling faces and uh let's do this again in two weeks. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. See y'all. See you. We out. scientist recently managed to weigh a rainbow no tell me more turns out it was pretty light (laughs) ouch i got one for you all right all right what's red and bad for your teeth what's that a a brick oh god (laughs) (laughs) knock knock who's there We are here!